Hi, Jay Fallon here, and you are listening to the Slippery Slope. And I want to thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope. So I want to get straight into what's happening in Canada. Absolutely blows my mind. I'll go from a report from Reuters as saying uh, in fact box. It says Canada's Emergency Act and how will it squeeze funding of the trucker protests. So on February the 14th, uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Monday invoked rarely used special measures to end protests that have shut down some borders, some border crossings and paralyzed downtown Ottawa. He said he would invoke the Emergencies Act to deal with the Freedom Convoy protests started on January 28 by Canadian truckers opposing a vaccine or quarantine mandate for cross-border drivers. They have turned into a rallying point for people opposed to a range of Trudeau's policies, including COVID-19 pandemic restrictions and a carbon tax. So the demonstration shut a main economic corridor between Canada and the United States for six days before it was reopened on Sunday. So it goes into what actually the Emergencies Act is, and the Act gives the government temporary powers it does not normally have, such as the power to impose special restrictions on public assembly and travel. So now, these powers that they don't normally have to impose special restrictions on public assembly, that's... Um, that's Talk about a slippery slope. You're going into dangerous territory when you give the government that kind of powers. Goes on to say, and to to mobilise federal support for local and provincial police. It goes on further to say, a declaration of a public welfare emergency allows the government to regulate the distribution of essential goods, decide what are essential services, and impose fines on violations of the Act. It sets out a compensation scheme for those who suffered damages as a result of its application. I'm really, I was going to say I'm not sure, but but I definitely believe a government shouldn't be deciding what is essential goods for the people, essential services, and then imposing, imposing fines. Wow. I'm going to keep going, but this next section... Please listen very carefully. I think this is probably one of the most scariest, uh, the, the scariest rules with these emergency powers. It says that banks and financial institutions will be able to temporarily freeze the accounts of those suspected of supporting the blockades without obtaining a court order. So banks, wow, that's, that's just, I don't even know how to describe that. How, how can a bank or a financial institution make that decision to freeze your own money, freeze accounts, if you in some way have supported the blockades and without obtaining a court order? How can that be? How can that power be given to a bank or a financial institution? Or how can the government decide that they can freeze your money? It gives all the power to the government to freeze your money. The insurance, it goes on to say, the insurance on vehicles being used in the protests can also be suspended. So they're really just taking away all of your right to protest. They are really shutting down any free speech, anything that they do not want 
um, said, they're, they're completely clamping it down. Goes on in the article to say that all crowdfunding platforms and payment providers they use must register with Canada's anti-money laundering agency, FinTrack, and report suspicious activity effective immediately. Now, I, I've read another report how, uh, was it that uh, GoFundMe, I think it is, they'd, you know, they, they didn't want to, um, well, they were, they were keeping the money that was given to the uh to the truck drivers um, in aid of this uh, rally. And then after some pressure, then they decided to give the money back, but they didn't want to support this. Obviously they support uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, they'll always support that. They'll always support the rioting in the streets and other places. However, they wouldn't support people who were protesting against the vaccine mandate, never, no. Anyway, um, however, it was a, a Christian company um, what I read, a Christian crowdfunding company that had taken on this role of helping with the crowdfunding. Um, and isn't it funny that this is now who the Canadian government is attacking with these crowdfunding platforms? And uh, anyway, I'll keep going on. So the act will broaden the scope of the government's anti-money anti laundering and terrorist financing rules. It, it, it's strange how they, they lump all this in with terrorism. Okay, the, tr the changes are being introduced because crowdfunding platforms are being used to support illegal activities, the government said. Well, it depends. It's what the government, it's just activities that the government doesn't want to happen. It doesn't necessarily mean it's illegal. The emergency measures would also allow the government to order towing companies to provide their services to clear blockades. Trudeau said the measures would be geographically specific and targeted only to where they are needed. They will also be time-limited. Wow, I, seriously, my mind is blown with the use, with the extensive powers in this emergency act and the very fact that the government would use this against their own people instead of sitting down and listening to their concerns and why, and, and taking note of why they're protesting, they would rather bring in these, oh, these dictator-style um, emergency powers. It's, it's outrageous. So this article goes on to explain what the history of the Emergency Act is. And it says it's previously known as the War Measures Act. The Emergency Act has been used only three, time, three times in Canadian history. So during the two first, during the two world wars and in 1970 by Trudeau's father, who was the late Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, after militant Quebec separatists kidnapped a British diplomat and a, and a provincial cabinet minister. So Justin Trudeau considered using the act at the start of the pandemic. And, and what was his justification for that? It goes on to say that the, uh, the Canadian Parliament has to approve the use of the Act within seven days of the government invoking the emergency powers, and Parliament also has the powers to revoke its approval. So just a couple of thoughts here. I, I cannot, like I said, this this just blows my mind that they would that, that the Canadian government, this Western supposedly democratic government, would use these kinds of powers on its own people like this. The fact that it gives powers to restrict public assembly and also travel, and the fact that it gives the government the power over over uh, a citizens' finances, 
to be able to freeze their accounts on suspicion, on a suspicion of supporting the blockades, suspicion of supporting these truck drivers who would who would dare protest the Freedom Convoy. I mean, how dare they protest? And how dare you support this protest? We are now going to freeze your money. The money that you have in your bank, we are going to freeze it and you can't buy anything. Keep saying, we need to keep making our politicians accountable. We need to keep them accountable. Can't have to pray for Canada. This is not good. Not good for a supposedly democratic nation. That's my opinion. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.